Matthew, if you can hear me, accept my invite to speak. Oh, I don't know why. What the hell? <laughs> Are you trying to do this through the computer or on your phone? No, I'm on my phone. I just, I click the link for the third time and then all of a sudden I'm there. So I have no idea. That's really weird. All right. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to copy this and tweet it out. Like, it's like five minutes. I was like, damn. Hmm. the tweet. Let's retweet that from the right side. Dude, this, uh... You can definitely tell that they're working out kinks. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a sensitive... Well, it might be my phone, too, so I never yeah, usually blame the apps. <laughs> it's cr- How does everyone have an iPhone? Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, that is that's crazy. It's, just, it's the way it should be. Yeah, it's a waste of money. No, it's not. Everybody has one. You just do the you do the plan or whatever. Yep. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start it even if nobody's here. All right, so six minutes okay. into it. All right, three, two, one. Well, well, welcome back everybody to a day after. The Suns have clinched the Western Conference Finals. And Matthew, it's funny. We did the Green Room on Spotify, uh, our first Green Room, if you will, a couple days ago. And it was after the Game 5 loss. And I got to ask you the same thing I asked you at the beginning of that one. How you feeling, guy? Today I was very excited. Really tired, though. I was, like, drained this morning. Like, you think I would wake up and, you know, tear tear apart my uh, my blinds to get some sunshine in and start the day. But, honestly, I was just so tired. I got to work, and then when I started to talk about it with coworkers, then I got pumped up again. But, I don't know, I was a little drained. How did you feel, though? The same. I didn't go to sleep till real late, probably 2, 2.30 in the morning uh, for multiple reasons. You know, one, whenever we do a podcast live after a game, you know the same as I do. Like, there's a little adrenaline push there. You're live, you're on YouTube, you're interacting with your co-host, you're interacting with fans in the chat. So because you're on stage, if you will, it's a little, it's a little crazy. It's a little, uh, it, it, keeps, it keeps the blood and the adrenaline going. So you take that normal process and then you add to it the weight of the moment that was the Western Conference Finals. The fact that I am old school, I do have DirecTV, so I mm-hmm. have everything recorded. So once we're done doing that live pod, I can go back and watch all the stuff on ESPN, the post-game show, all that fun stuff. So I'm watching that till, you know, two in the morning. Uh, and then I'm watching, you know, and, and uh, I'll bring him in here in a second, but our buddy yep. Justin so says, yeah. Hey, you know, he's live down at the airport, so I'm living vicariously through him. And 
just that adrenaline didn't stop. So I'm with you. I go to sleep and I have to get up, you know, at five 30, I pushed it to six this morning, get up today, still kind of a, a, a tired and drained hop in the truck, go to work. And like, I'm listening to the radio and I'm listening to the morning show. And it's pretty much, uh, I think it's nice. I think both Doug and Wolf are on vacation, which is fantastic. Cause I, they're normally hot. Guys. I was like, did they get fired? Because I know there was so much crap talked about those guys. I just like, were they fired or did they retire? You know, weird, weird time know. to be off. I, yeah. Well, like Gambo's in Italy. I mean, everybody's taking their summer vacations. So thankfully, I didn't have to listen to them on the radio, but uh, Tim Kempton was on the radio this morning, and they were just interviewing fans and like, you know, what does it mean to you and all that stuff? And yeah. I felt myself getting emotional again. Like my eyes are tearing up a little bit. I'm, fun- I'm, I'm fist pumping. I probably look like an idiot sitting at the streetlight, you know, at 630 in the morning, just pumping my fist and whatnot. But I get to work and uh, my director of operations is there and I'm telling him like, hey, man, I'm not hungover. Because my mm. eyes were glassy because I was tearing up a little bit in the car on the drive-in. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just oh, right now, guy. And I'm tired. I'm really tired, you know. So uh, yeah. I probably got like three and a half hours of sleep. But I'm, I'm with you. Like as the day has progressed, talking to people at work. I mean, I was in the pool area before our pools opened. I was talking to one of our pool tenants. Like one of our engineers goes by in a Segway. And like 50 feet away, I just hear like, go, son. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, again, it's just that different uh, feeling that now has really encapsulated the city. And and this is what happened. I didn't live in Phoenix in 93. You don't remember barely the, the, the year 93. But based on what everybody said, the way that that team overtook the city was something that lasted for years after that. And I moved back here in to Phoenix in January of 95. So I still felt the residual effects of that. And it's because that team went to the finals. And it's one thing to have a team go to the Western Conference finals. We've seen that with the seven seconds or less Suns. And although everybody got behind those teams, now there's a different feel to it. And I'll ask you this question, Matthew. As you look at this team, as, as they have now clinched a, a finals berth, do you think that we're too happy? <laughs> Like we oh, you know what? Yet, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you would have asked me that maybe at noon, I would have been like, no, I, I'm very confident. I was telling people at work we're going to win it. I, I was thinking about the day because uh, our office is moving to Scottsdale later this month. So I'm like, hopefully we're not on the move when we have the, the parade. Like I have to have that day off whenever it is. Hopefully maybe it's the weekend. But I, I'm looking forward to that. But then now tonight when I'm watching the Bucks, even without Giannis, I'm like, oh, here we go. If the Bucks win – and they got that size. You have that defense. Uh, Bobby Porras is playing out of his mind. It's like, oh, here we go. You know, it's going to be one of those intense series to where I might be, you know, a little bit on the other side of like, you know what, this this might be more difficult than we thought because I was confident, sir, all confident earlier. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy. And I think this team is probably going to win it all. But now that I'm watching the other games and stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, this might be a little bit more tougher, dude. There's a lot of basketball that's yet to be played. And I think I said it on last night's podcast. And I know I tweeted out probably at like one in the morning, but I was, you know, I was pretty much just saying, you know what? Tonight I'm going to appreciate this victory and I'm going to celebrate it and I'm going to, you know, tear up about it. Tomorrow I'll save four more to go. And I think that to your point, like up until I watched that Bucks game tonight, it was celebratory. It was, oh, my God, like, 
the Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals. Like, saying that out loud. I don't know if you can yeah. hear my dogs barking in the background. Uh, yeah. But saying that out loud, it was is just very uh, uh, emotional, you know, uh, celebratory. You know, saying that said, the Suns are in the NBA Finals. But then to your point, Matthew, the baptism the, of coming back down to earth and remembering that we still haven't done shit yet. This team has been in the finals before. It's been since 1993, but this team has been in the finals before. Achieving what we have never achieved, winning an NBA championship is still four games away, four victories away, mind you. And there's a lot of basketball to be played. I don't care who comes out on the other side, whether it's the Bucks or the Hawks, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But whichever one it is, they're not going to be like, okay, we've made it to the finals. The Suns are, you know, it's it's their time. So we're just going to roll over and play dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, that team, whoever comes out, will have the mentality like everyone's already picking the Suns. And it's not just Suns fans. It's every every podcast you listen to, Suns are the favorite to win it. And that other team that comes out on their side, and the Suns have been that team this whole playoffs, they're going to fight, and they're going to fight hard, dude, and that's going to be tough to stop. I mean, even this Clippers team we just defeated without um, Kawhi Leonard, that is tough, and especially when you have guys on that team that are veterans that haven't won championships that want to get to the finals. That is very, very hard to defeat, and it's just it's going to be difficult. So it's not going to be easy once the game starts. We'll be like, oh, here we go again. And I'm excited. I can't wait. It's going to be a week. It's going to be a week's wait, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think they said game one will be on Tuesday if this series between the Bucks and the Hawks ends in six. And it'll be a week from today, next Thursday, if this series between the Bucks and the Hawks ends in seven. So to your point, yeah, we're, we're at least – four, five, six days away from it. And it's it's interesting because, you know, it's it, it's kind of like, okay, I'm a Notre Dame football fan, so follow me on this one. You know that you're a Notre Dame football fan mm-hmm. as well. But there's been a couple times in the past eight years where Notre Dame's been ranked the number one team in the country. And when they have an opportunity to play for the national championship, which they always get their ass just kicked, the teeth are kicked in, whether it's by Clemson or Alabama, whoever they play. You know, I, I went to the Fiesta Bowl when they played Ohio State a few years ago. And it's just like there's players are literally like blowing out their ACLs during the game. It's just it never ends well for Notre Dame. But the regular season of the regular college football season ends at the end of November. And you have until the January football games until they get their ass kicked. So you get like this whole month of just feeling good. It's just a feel good. All of December, Christmas, the holidays, you see your family. And, you know, it's like, yeah, go Irish and all that stuff. And then, but it's always kind of like a nod because you know that they're just going to, you know, get killed. <laughs> yeah. Like, go Irish. Yep. We know yeah. Happen. So just let's enjoy this moment. We have the next week, essentially, to have that feeling as as a fan base. The hope is that the players for the Suns feel that way because, obviously, they have to go out there perform. And here's the other thing is, like, when you talk to people, you don't feel like they're going to get their teeth kicked in. You feel like this team really can do it. And it's just an uncomfortable feeling for me because I, I don't know what it's like to be confident in a team ever. And I'm afraid to do so because every time I am, they always let me down. And I'm not just saying the Suns. I'm saying sports, period. Like, again, a Notre Dame football fan, they haven't won anything since mm-hmm. 1988. So 
every time they get on the national stage, it's like, oh, hey, a bowl game? This is going to be interesting. Let's go get some Tostitos. And by the <laughs> end of the first quarter, they're down like 24 what? to 0. You know what I'm Let's saying? go get some Tostitos? <laughs> yeah, dude. Delicious. Yeah. I know. It's just uh, it's is rough funny. ruffles and nacho cheese. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The queso? Is it yeah, the queso or not? That. Yeah, yeah, that queso, dude. That'll destroy you. I can eat a whole thing. Um, yeah, but but I think destroy you. I think this is a little different just because if the Suns were to lose, um, I know, like, even, like, I'm a Yankees fan. So, I mean, they haven't won in forever. It's been for forever. Yeah, so I'm, I'm used to letdowns in the playoffs, bad managing, all of that. And honestly, if the Suns were to lose this, and I don't even want to speak it into existence or really talk about it that much, but if they were to lose, it would be a big downer because they are favorites. This is the best chance Chris Paul has in his career to, to win a series. They came back from the Western Conference final, final celebrating, and everybody, not everybody, but I listen to a few po- podcasts, and you can kind of hear like, oh, why are they celebrating? It's just the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, It's, it's because of the fans showing up and supporting them and bringing it out of them. They're celebrating the locker room, but when they come back and the fans are there and they're just on the streets ready to support this team, why would they not celebrate and just cherish the moment for a few days and enjoy this. I think they deserve it. And this is one team I can trust doing that and then getting back to schedule to really just focus on the the finals because I know they're going to do that and I'm not too worried about anything getting to their head to where they're not finished because they talked about it too, even in interviews. And I just have a lot of confidence in this team to get back to where they need to be to be prepared. Yeah, Notre Dame football's never had a CP3 on it. You know, that's the disadvantage of college sports. Uh, but I think, you know, kind of to that point where people are looking from the outside, looking in and saying, well, why are, why are the Phoenix Suns acting like they won a championship? You know, they're, they're already going down uh, out of the airport in, in cars and, and holding a trophy and, and interacting with the fans. It's because they are the Valley. It's because the, they, they are a team of the fan base. And I truly believe it's because of how this team has performed so well, so fast, that it, it's created this excitement with the fan base. You know, if you think about it, if this was the third year in a row where the team has been in the playoffs and they lost last year in the second round, and then two years ago they lost in the first round, and like now they made it to the finals, like I'm sure knowing our fan base and how rabid it is and how much we love the Suns here, that there would still be that kind of, uh, show and out at the airport last night or, you know, this morning. Yeah. But at the same, but at the same time, uh, I think that because it's all happened so fast for this fan base, everybody's jumping on right now and is just so excited because it's a fever. It's, it's Valley fever, you know, and I am so happy to see everybody go out there. Cause, cause those are the kind of things, those are the kind of moments that fortify everything that the Suns have tried to represent and players like Devin Booker, who sat there and said, this is my city. I want to bring this team a championship. I want the stars to come to me. I don't want to go to them. It's got to feel great for him after winning the Western Conference Finals, coming home on a flight. And that's and good for them. It's like a 45-minute flight from L.A. But coming yeah, home yeah. And, and hopping in a car with CP3, and he's like, see, I told you, man, these guys are fucking crazy. Like, Arizona people are crazy. It's 100 degrees out here still. And they're out here. <laughs> it's, it's you know two in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, honestly, dude, the best part 
really when you think about Booker saying that, you know, like I want super, I want to, I want to create one of those super teams, you know, it's not really a super team. It's Chris Paul, Booker, and then you have the evolution still these younger guys. So mm-hmm. that, that's happening, but I just love the fact that anytime these players say anything, like Booker never speaks about anything to the media. He's very quiet, but just saying that, he got a lot of flack for that. Like, why would anybody come to Phoenix to play with you with this shit organization? It's like, give these teams some time. Give these players some time to really just get some footing underneath them to have, like, a presence in the NBA to start, you know, making headways for a better career, to have guys play with them. And, you know, you see it with rookies all the time, and we experience it with Aiden, where these guys are just... They're slandered upon, and it's it's something that you just don't want to hear too much as a fan. But it, it, even the fans do it themselves. You know, these guys just need time, and it, it's so great that they can just stay so focused and just ignore like the media, especially Aiton and Booker's dealt with it too. And they just put their heads down, man. And they they come up with great things that just teaches everybody, dude. Just to ignore the bullshit around you. Just focus on what you need to do, and that's exactly what Booker did. And he'll never get more uh, enough props than he deserves, I don't think. Well, you're right. I mean, teams need time to develop. And I think in this new era of basketball, of the player empowerment era, where so many times teams can be patched together with a star from here, a role player from here, another superstar, another superstar will make the math work. Uh, I, I couple that with the fact that every kid out there plays NBA 2K and they can sit there and play GM, if you will, on their on, while playing 2K and figure out how the contracts work and build these super teams themselves and couple that with the information yeah. with the information age that we live in where everybody gets what they want when they want it. Nobody waits for every and it has it has the patience anymore to wait for anything. And you put all those th- kind of three factors together and and then and, and you know sprinkle in a little bit of Twitter and everybody tears down everybody at all times. I mean, there's so much negativity. That was the surprising thing today. Was scrolling through my Twitter feed, seeing how much yes. negativity there was from. The I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't. <laughs> I don't follow. I don't think I follow the people you do because I see stuff like uh, people put on that. Like there's so much negativity. I got to get off of Twitter. And I'm like, I don't, I, cause I think I just follow Suns fans. I don't follow anybody that's going to slander, uh, like who I, who I like as a player, uh, who, like just, just the teams I like. And I think that you and a lot of other people see that a lot. I'm just like, where do you, where are you seeing this? But Twitter is nasty. Twitter can be nasty. I see it because, because I follow Suns fans who are responding to people's negative tweets. So it'll pop up in your timeline. It'll oh, be, okay. He responded to X, Y, Z. Some troll yes. from like San Antonio. Can I? Can I just talk real quick? Valley of the Suns. Okay, you know the website, right? Yeah. Okay, we both used to write for Valley of the Suns, correct? Yes. Dude, that site has gone down so much. The, there's a the oh my god I gotta I'll look it up while I'm talking to you but one of their articles today was I just I couldn't believe it I'm like this is the, the Suns have clinched the Western Conference Finals for the first time in 28 years and the article mm-hmm. is they've got one that says are the Phoenix Suns moving too fast for their own good 
And their other article is Phoenix Suns. Are the playoffs too easy? Those are <laughs> headlining. And oh, you, wow. And you, and you read the articles, and then you look at the guys who write them, and, like, the guy who writes – who wrote one of these – is is like following nine people on Twitter. Has one follow himself and lives in. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. It's like so he's probably not even a Suns fan, right? It's just like fan. yeah. And this is Valley of the Suns is on fan sided, so these sites are supposed to be written by fans, and everyone mm-hmm. in their articles is is just hor- It's just like it's the outside looking in perspective, not the emotional perspective that bright side of the sun brings it's like hey we've been living in this bunker being having grenades thrown our way for 10 years oh my god let's rejoice the valley of the suns guys are the guys who've been lobbing the grenades and it's frustrating because gerald borgay who works for fansided and does a great job for fansided has a great podcast the valley of the suns podcast does a great job all the way around gerald's a great follow but he doesn't i think have anything to do with the actual valley of the suns website no, I don't think he does. No, and it's. I wish he would. Somebody needs to go turn that site back into a fan site because it used to be a place where they had some good content. Adam Stratton used to write for him, and he did a fantastic job. And yeah. to see that, I so I think that's where some of the negativity came from. I, I one of the first articles I read, that thing popped up on my timeline. I'm like, hold on, what are they asking? Are the players <laughs> easy for the Suns? Say what? That's your perspective the day after we just clinched the Western Conference WTF, bro? It, it has to do with, yeah, it's an outside perspective. You're right, because everything we're going to hear is basically that. It was an easy playoff ride getting here. You know, those are the things that even if, you know, if, if I was uh, just a fan of the Lakers, you know, I'd probably be saying the same thing. We were hurt. And you don't really want to see that from Sun's sights. And, I mean – us, when we were at our bright side, I mean, I do the eat and watch thing. There's times where I, you know, I get up, I, I say some bad things about his play. You know, we can be negative about our team, but it's because the team is playing negatively. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. going along with that. But to really take away from, I haven't even seen any of that. But from take, taking away from anything the Suns have done this postseason, especially from an old, from a Suns blogging site, is pretty weird because. This this season is more difficult for the Suns. Will we actually look back on this in the end and go through all the injuries? Booker breaking his nose, you know, Chris Paul, who knows if he's going to play or not. Like, there's just all that going on, man. These young guys developing, other young dudes need to step up. It's a lot. And to take on these teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, and the Nuggets, these are teams that want to win this year for sure. Like the Nuggets and the Clippers, they have to go to the finals this year, right? That's their next step. And the Suns just stepped over them to get to the finals. That is very, that is the hardest thing I think that I think a team has to do to get to the finals. Every team goes through that step and maybe we did skip a step. Who cares? But it, I just hope no one really takes anything away from that, right? I mean, and it sucks to see that they're writing that stuff, but I think it's just an outside perspective and just something to throw down on the website. No, you're 100% right. And when you talk about eight and watch, like I'm not saying that we can't be critical of the Suns. We, yeah, that's why we have a podcast to be critical about the Suns because that's generally what we've been for the past 10 years. You know, it's <laughs> it's been an adjustment exactly. this year talking about a team that's actually positive. And, and yeah, it's it's an output, it's the outside perspective you don't expect from a Suns fan site. And if you think about every other team this postseason, 
they're looking at this year as a chance to get a championship as well for the same reasons the Suns are. It's like if, if you were a Clippers fan and you're like, dude, if we get through the Suns, man, we could win one because Brooklyn got hurt or, or they and, and they got knocked out. You know, if you're a Lakers fan, that's why LeBron James is so salty right now because all these things were breaking the, the way that could have gotten him that fifth championship, you know, get him one closer to Jordan. And because his team couldn't execute – because the Suns stepped up, like you said, and then stepped over them on their way on their run, you know, he's frustrated too. So I get it. A lot of the Western Conference is frustrated because the Suns are the team that is benefiting from uh, playing the way that they have. And it's team basketball. It's the best part about it. But they well, they all, you know, hate us because they ain't us. It sounds so stupid and cliche to say, but that's how it kind of feels sometimes. So. Again, the, the Suns Twitter hate. That's why I put a post out there today. I'm like, dude, you ain't going to kill our positivity, bro. And I feel bad because I just spent like six minutes like trashing Valley of the Suns and Twitter people. So the negativity has consumed me. And for that, Jamsters, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, if they're throwing stuff out there like that, it's just, it's okay to comment about it. I'm sure they'll get better. They can turn things around. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad I left that site. Uh, so you look at the Hawks, you look at the Bucks. And I think that's what we'll end this quick little Spotify green room sesh on is who do you want? Does it matter? That doesn't matter. Let me take that question back because I don't think it matters. But who who do you think is going to actually come out? Because, you know, tonight, no Trey Young, no Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks kind of blow them out. And then Atlanta hangs around. They're always within 10 the whole game. But, I mean – who do you think is going to win that series now with the Bucks up three to two? Well, of course I'm going to say the Bucks, but from watching tonight, even if like before the game, you're to ask, be like, yeah, the Bucks because they have the better role players, right? They still have Chris Middleton, um, Bobby Portis has played pretty good, and then you have Brooke Lopez too, the length and all that. I just mm-hmm. honestly, when you look at the when you look at the Hawks, I think Trey Young just does so much for that team, passing and you know just really playmaking for them now that they miss that so much. So if one of those teams are going to miss their stars and Giannis or Trey, I'm going to go with the Bucks. But then of course next game, why we're scared of the Hawks is they can light you up quickly and fastly and take that lead back. And that's what I was kind of waiting for in this game was them to come back because that's what they did against the Sixers almost every game. Mm-hmm. But when you're missing Trey Young for that reason. It's very tough to beat this Bucks team because they are big. Uh, Drew Holiday, who plays absolutely great defense, and it's going to be a pest. You know, they still have these guys on this team that can still move the ball around, score when they need to, and play that great defense. So, it's it's. I think the Bucks will win, though. I mean, what do you think? Well, one, I hope it goes seven games. I'll just put that one out there. Uh, I think the Bucks do win it because they have home court in this series against Atlanta. I think that's very important. Uh, I would preferably, and I've, I've been kind of one of the weird ones to say this, but like, I would, I wouldn't mind playing the Bucks. I really wouldn't. I think that we have more offensive firepower. We have better uh, sets defensively. I know that if Giannis is healthy and does make an appearance in the NBA finals, coupled with Brooke Lopez, like that is definitely an advantage to them because then they're big inside. It's like we're playing the Lakers again. But that's the end of their depth on the inside, is those two guys. Uh, whereas the Hawks, you have Clint Capelli, you have John Collins, and I don't know. The, the Hawks, for some reason, have scared me since day one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. And I think, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit. It's that offensive firepower. And I was, I was having this conversation with somebody today at work, you know, 
who do you want the Hawks or the Bucks? And, you know, they were talking about how the Hawks have that offensive firepower. And, you know, they're like, do you really want to play a team that shoots threes like that? And I was like, well, you know what? We just played the best three-point shooting team in the NBA, the Los Angeles Clippers, and we beat them in six. So I wouldn't mind the yeah. Hawks because they're a team that's still young and learning, just like the Suns are. Not to say that the 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 Bucks have a ton of leadership outside of like PJ Tucker and Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday, I guess. So I think I'd rather play the Hawks, but I, I'm with you. I think that the the end result will be the the Bucks. And I, but I do you think it goes seven? Um, it's tough, dude. I, yeah, because the only reason is because I think the Hawks can light it up. Um, even though I said without Trey Young, it'd be difficult. I can just see them taking over a game against, um, what they have left without Giannis. So I, I would say seven, but I think, I don't know if any of these guys are going to come back. So I, I, if the Suns play the Bucks, I would really love Giannis to be there just because I would love to see that matchup with Aiden. So I'm, I'm actually kind of rooting for the Bucks. But again, they would throw Brooke Lopez out there. Yes. Crowder on yep, and there's a size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's going to be the same talk every series, right? Yes, yes. Uh, what's crazy to me is Trey Young's injury, man. Like, when I saw it when it happened, it didn't look that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I did see one replay where it's like, you could see he definitely tweaked his ankle, and I guess it's like a bone bruise on the ankle, which is just so yes. unfortunate. But, like, compare that to Kyrie. Like, I, if you told me when he sprained his ankle – two games ago that he'd missed the next two games, I would not have expected that. Yeah, and let's say just think, you know, if they can get this game, you know, past game five and he can come back six and seven, they really have a chance to win both. I think that's really what you think about in a series like this. I think you try to give them as much rest as possible, even if you're going to lose, and just focus on those last two games and just try to take it away from the Bucks, especially if Giannis is not playing. Yeah, and they, again, it's, it's playoff basketball, so there's really secretive around their injuries. We didn't know shit mm-hmm. about Kawhi the entire series. Chris Paul reveals in the postgame conference that he tore some ligaments in his hand. Like, you know nothing that's going on. How the level of severity, like, I don't even want to see her try to speculate. Like, will we see Trey again? Will we see Giannis again? I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, you know, Matthew, we're going to the NBA Finals. Like, mm-hmm. We're going to the NBA <laughs> Finals, bro. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's uh, you feel like a different no, like, like like we got tickets to the NBA Finals, bro. Who does? We do. How'd you? Who had? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my, my god! Mom, my my mom bought tickets today. <laughs> oh no way! Well, who's going? You, me, Shannon, my mom, and Paul. No way! That is awesome. <laughs> it's oh my the, the the last row. <laughs> nice. Be there for game two. Yeah, I don't care where we sit, dude. It's the finals. Even if we were like on top of the roof and there's a little hole to peek into, I don't care, man. It's a, it's the NBA finals, dude. No way! I'm so excited. Thank you, Sally. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll pay you back. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm stoked. Oh I'm man. Stoked. Yeah, uh I we do have a couple questions in the chat I want to get to, but I just wanted to let you know that uh John's mom from downtown, she's on fire. Um Isaac in the chat, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Anybody who's actually listening to this podcast, uh we appreciate it. Again, we like to do these Spotify green rooms. It's an opportunity for you to come on, uh watch the sh- or listen to the show live versus watching it live. 
Matthew, I know it's a lot more fun for us because we don't have to set up our computers and shit. We can just sit here on our phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is an opportunity, you know, we'll tweet out a link. If you ever want to join us for one of these uh, green room Spotify thingies, we appreciate it. Uh, Isaac's here in the chat. He says, uh, Tucker's the best defender for the Bucks too. And Booker used to play him in practice. So that'd be a great matchup, which is such a great point. Like think back to that, like rookie Booker talking about how much PJ Tucker was a, a part of his development. Cause the guy used to push him every day in practice. And now he has an opportunity to play him in the finals. He said, also, would this be the Tory Craig revenge title if we get the Bucks <laughs> eliminated the Nuggets and then the Bucks? Dude. Point, yeah, really great point. And honestly, he's going to get a lot of minutes, right? He's earned it. I think you have to play him over a lot of these guys on the bench. Uh, if Cam Johnson, too, is going to miss any more time, he should be back. But Tory Craig. We all loved him. We loved him all season long. So I would love to see him finish that. And honestly, yeah, every t- every player I feel like on this Bucks team is a great defender. And you love that Booker when he was younger. You know, he's the old soul. That's what Chris Paul said during the speech. He has the old man's soul, and he does. And it, it, the reason really in the beginning is because he would listen to everybody. He would listen. He would play against these guys in practice and take everything in just like Aiton and I think, like, Tucker's the first guy, right, to really help Booker. Mm-hmm. So that's would be a great come around. And maybe who, who knows how long Tucker's going to have to play in the, in the league. So it's great that they're going to play against each other again. Maybe. 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 Maybe, yes. But think about P.J. Tucker. Like, he went to Texas with Kevin Durant, then he had to play him in the playoffs. And now he has a chance to play against, like, Devin Booker, a guy he helped develop, like, you know, good signing for Milwaukee, by the way. Way to get P.J. It was, Tucker yeah. out of here. We wanted him, too, remember? Or we're like, that's the cherry on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back. So, uh, again, thank you for your question, Isaac. Thank you, everybody who decided to hang out with us in the Spotify green room. If you're listening to this podcast on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can always catch our shows live after games on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. At Matthew Lissy. Uh, we'll have to figure out what's going on for game one, but uh, I know I'll see you for game two, brah. Oh, so it's game two we're going to. Yeah, it's game two. My oh, perfect. And two. All right, so that should be a Saturday, too. I think they're starting Thursday. If Yeah, if, if it goes seven games, it'll be next Saturday. That, yeah, that'll be game two. That would be perfect. All right. All right, man. All right, man. Anything, anything else? Everyone, oh, uh, yeah, everyone go home and love your family. Amen. Take care, everybody.